Hello there, welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we have immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories from travelers around the world. How's it going? It's Monday. It's the two-week mark. We've been going two weeks now, and currently in the new and noteworthy section, we're sitting number one, places and travel, number one in personal journals. Society and culture, we are again number one, and we're climbing up the main section. Thank you, everyone, for your overwhelming support. I am simply overwhelmed. So here's a question for you. Have you ever been in this position? I'm sure you have, where you've bought a house, you're settling down, you're making your long-term goals, and then one of you turns to the other and says, hey, let's go travel the world and live in Bavaria. Yeah, I know that old thing. Everyone's been there, right? Come on. So this is exactly what my guest today has done. Her name is Liana Brown, and her and her husband, Andy, have done just that. They run a site called the Economical Excursionists. You will hear me say economical and economical. I still haven't figured out my own accent. So yeah. And they do a lot of travel hacking. They save money a lot when they travel and sometimes they travel for free. That's just the way they do it. If you want to find out how you can find them on economicalexcursionists.com. They also have flyermiler.com. We're going to get into what that's about. It is pretty cool. So that's enough from me. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Travel Stories Podcast, and this is Liana Brown. Liana, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me on, Hayden. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Whereabouts in the world are you? We are in beautiful Bavaria, Germany, and we're just kind of hanging out today at the apartment and uh, you know, trying to avoid the rainy weather that is typical of Bavaria. <laughs> awesome. Bavaria. Nice. Now, I think when a lot of people hear Bavaria, they think, you know, the standard Bavarian things, the uh, the beer, the right. costumes. But what else, is, uh, what else is Bavaria about? What is Bavaria to you? You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like when I first moved here, I thought, oh, beer, Lederhosen, pretzels, those are all stereotypical things. Hmm. They're not. They're very true of Bavaria. Um, you know, we have fests here all the time and people wear their lederhosen and dirndls and, um, you know, you can get pretzels anywhere. And so while it is stereotypical, it's actually very true for Bavaria. Not not so much for the rest of Germany, but here in Bavaria, it's actually a pretty good generalization for what, what <laughs> we have here. <laughs> oh, nice. See, when I first saw the word uh, lederhosen, I I read it as Leiderhosen. Do you speak German? <laughs> um, uh, no ambition. Not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I read it as Leiderhosen, and Leider means so Leiderhosen would mean unfortunate trousers. <laughs> so I thought, mm, I wonder what they are. <laughs> so you run the site Economical Excursionists. Yes. I love the name. You uh, you like your your readers to be good spellers. <laughs> yeah, you know, unfortunately, it was one of those things that when we created, I'm like, oh, this is a really long name, but it fits for us because we are, you know, economical both in traveling and in life. And I like to share those tips with my travelers because I know a lot of travelers are really money conscious nowadays. And so I, I thought it fit, even though, yeah, like you said, you kind of got to be a, a good speller and and patient with typing out long words. <laughs> well, it sounds a lot better than uh, economical travelers, I reckon, you know? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So you 
Uh, I've read a, bit, read a little bit of your story, and you bought a house, you were settling down, you were making your long-term goals back in the States. What happened? <laughs> you know, life happened. I, I don't know. It was one of those things, like you said, we were, we were going down the very typical life pattern. You know, we both had, uh, my husband and I had both just finished college. We had both careers that we were becoming very successful in. We built a house. Uh, it was where our family lived. And we just both were kind of discontent. And um, we had traveled through Europe uh, a summer before. And it just kind of, you know, when they talk about the travel bug biting you, it, it really did bite us hard. And we decided we didn't want to just go down that typical lifestyle where, you know, we just get complacent in life. And so we decided to pack our bags and move to Europe. Uh, my husband found a job with the U.S. Army and um, as a contractor working on computers. And so we moved over to Germany and with basically the one and only goal of travel, travel, travel as much as possible. And we've basically done that. And it's been a fantastic ride so far. Nice. I love that. I love when anyone steps outside of the box and really lives on their own terms and, and gets it done. I love that. And so you're not necessarily just into budget travel. It's more not having to spend if you don't have to, you know, uh, or that's how I read it anyway. What were the first steps that you took to find out about this way of kind of saving money whilst traveling? What, what were the first things you were looking into really? Was it the flights or was it the accommodation or where did you start? Yeah, well, it's called travel hacking. And basically, the very, very simplified version of it is using points, credit card points for free flights and free hotels. So Andy and I, my husband, we we live a very like minimalistic lifestyle to begin with. And when we moved to Europe, we knew that travel was the top priority. And travel, it can be expensive. I know a lot of people say like, oh, it can be as cheap as you want it. And that's true. But to travel as much as we have, it was going to start racking up. We knew that. And so we were looking for a way to basically minimize expenses, not realizing that we could almost eliminate expenses through travel hacking. And so my husband it loves researching and everything like that. And so he found travel hacking and we started off slow with a few credit cards. And I know it sounds like a gimmick and a scam, but um, we got enough free points for a few flights and then a few hotels. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And we, since then, we've been able to travel all over the world basically for free, um, you know, luxury resorts, business class flights um, with, you know, just pennies out of our pocket on taxes and fees, basically. I love it. That's amazing. Living the dream. Absolutely yeah. living the dream. That's great. <laughs> now, as I understand it, talking about living the dream, as I understand it, you've manufactured a tiny human recently is that right <laughs> i have <laughs> congratulations Thank you so much <laughs> i love it how's it all going you know it's going pretty well we're pretty fortunate he's a pretty easygoing baby and you know it's one of those things that uh of course you can't really prepare for but everyone keeps telling us oh you're not gonna travel once you have a kid and i'm pretty determined to we're only two weeks into this whole parenting gig, but I'm determined to get out for a fest soon or something to break him into this traveling lifestyle with us. Mm, so you reckon he'll be a traveler when he grows up? I can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So this could, uh, this could also be a thing that you, uh, that you can ride on now, like having a, uh, traveling with a family. 
it's something that a lot of people are, are wondering about, like, how can you make it work, especially young children? How can you make it work? And everyone always thinks about the old uh, baby on a plane situation. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that could, uh, that could most definitely be a new thing. I'll be giving you another call in, you know, a year's time or something. That sounds great. Yeah, we hope to, you know, in fact, you know, of course, who knows if these are pipeline dreams, but, you know, we hope to maybe in the next year, um, move back to the States and start RVing throughout the States and hit up, you know, national parks and everything. And we want to go back to Thailand with him and, you know, who knows if that'll actually happen. But I, I, I'm one of those people that if someone tells me I can't do something, I kind of want to prove them wrong. So I'm now even more determined to like make this happen and a possibility. Absolutely. A fellow make happener. I like it. I love <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> so you have a story for us today. I do. Awesome. And uh, where in the world does it take place? Well, it takes place in Europe, but more specifically in the little town of Chesky Krumlov in the Czech Republic. Oh, fantastic. I love it already. (laughs) (laughs) And if you could give the story a name, what would you call it? You know, I'd probably call it Travel Brings Couples Closer. So you're listening to the Travel Stories podcast, and this is Leanna Brown from the Economical Excursionists with... Travel brings couples closer. My sister was stationed in Germany, so my husband Andy and I decided to do a grand European adventure. We're going to make her stop our final stop. We had never really traveled like this before, so we spent months planning. Even today, I'm still a huge planner when it comes to trips. I know, I know, some people wing it, but I still don't, even after years of doing this travel thing. Anyways, at the time, we thought we were hardcore because we were backpacking, you know, not lugging around those huge suitcases. But I still packed basically my entire closet for this trip. I had the biggest backpack you could buy and was at my maximum weight, the 50 pounds, so I wasn't exactly packing light. We started our trip in Italy, we continued through Austria and went on to Germany, and then we made our way into the Czech Republic. Now, as a bit of a sidebar, My husband and I have always had very open lines of communication. We tell each other basically everything, when we're ticked off, when even the smallest things are bothering us, what we appreciate in each other, all those things. There really is nothing we keep from each other, and this has done us really well all throughout dating and then into our first year of marriage. What we didn't know was that while we were great at being open with one another, we didn't always know the best way on how to communicate. Let me elaborate. We'd now been backpacking Europe for almost a month. We had spent every single waking and sleeping hour together and still weren't sick of each other. We had even commented several times how lucky we were that we could be together so much and still want to spend more time together. I'd say that's a pretty great accomplishment in and of itself. Then came Chesky Krumlov. This little medieval town in the Czech Republic is just about as cute and quaint as they can come. We had had a great time so far just wandering the cobblestone streets, 
walking over the bear, yes, bear moat, and drinking plenty of Czech beers. Dám si dvě piva, prosím. On the last day, we wanted to do a river rafting ride around the castle. Now, I'm not saying I'm a pro canoer. In fact, it had been a good 10 years since I'd even been on one. But the fact that I had had experience with canoeing, and Andy hadn't, combined with my usual, I'm always right attitude, made me believe I was the natural leader in the situation. Andy had other plans. I won't go into detail on some of the choice wording that we had for one another during this river rafting trip, but let's just say that neither of us were listening to each other, and we both thought we knew the right way for how to float down a river. We were both paddling incorrectly and at the wrong times, and we were going sideways more often than straight. After a good 30 minutes or so of this, I may or may not have said something mean to Andy, and he may or may not have, quote unquote, accidentally splashed me. Either way, I pulled up my paddle and he had to do the rest of the work to get us back while I stood in silence the rest of the way, soaked and freezing. Since that trip, we've actually been back to Chesky Krumlov and we've actually taken the longer river rafting ride. That time proved to be much more successful. There was absolutely no arguing, and instead the entire time was filled with laughter and chatter and was a relaxing and fun afternoon. We've been on many travel adventures together in between those two experiences, each one teaching us not only to communicate with one another, but how to communicate. I now know that Andy hates bargaining and haggling, if he has to deal with touts, things go south real fast. So this is where I step in. He has learned to not let me go hungry, ever. So at the first rumble of the belly, there is no delay in finding us some food or the hangriness sets in. He now knows that I'm going to take pictures with or without his grumbling. Okay, a small sigh or eye roll is permitted prior to the picture taking, but no complaining, as I will do you no good, the picture will still be taken whether you want to be in it or not. And I now know just to let him take over the map and have him figure it all out without me butting in on which way I think we need to go. I truly am directionally challenged. We figured out bathroom business and small hotel rooms in Southeast Asia where tummy troubles are the norm. We've had to figure out how to communicate completely with no words as we scuba dive together. We've had to learn to let things go and mistakes happen as we miss our flight home from Iceland. And we have learned that nobody is perfect, which is exactly why we love one another and why we're fortunate to get to share in so many amazing memories around the world together. Awesome. Thank you very much for that, Liana. I really enjoyed that. That was great. Good. Thank you. I've got a couple of questions for you. So traveling with a partner, it's something that comes up a lot. I don't do it myself. I'm always solo, but it does happen a lot. And people see, some people seem to have trouble with it. Some people say it's the best thing. It's so much better than solo. I guess it depends on the person. You said you were together so much without getting sick of each other. What is your secret to traveling with a partner? What's the number one rule? <laughs> Oh, geez. I don't know. Um, you know, I think truly just Andy and I have a really great solid relationship to begin with. Um, you know, through our travels, we've met a lot of couples that travel together and 
they don't always go so smoothly. <laughs> and I think truly the the key is being open. Um, I know so many, and this is true, I mean, in any relationship, not just when traveling, but, you know, if you're going to keep those feelings bent up or pent up and bottled, then of course, you know, things are going to get under your skin. And we have had more than our share of moments where we could have easily gotten mad at each other. You know, like I said, when we missed our flight home from Iceland, um, that, that may or may not have been Andy's fault. Um, but (laughs) I wasn't going to pin it on him. And, you know, make make him feel... It's on air now. <laughs> right. <Everyone knows. laughs> but, but, you know, it's really just being open with one another and I think is has been our key to success um, that has really helped make not just travel, but our relationship in general work so much, much better. Mm, you know what? I think that is the key, like you say, to any relationship, even when not traveling. And I think not even just romantic relationships, friendships and just your everyday self, like it's something that I do... I call it transparency, being completely transparent. And if you're feeling something, tell someone you're feeling that way. Don't hide it and expect them to know. People can't read your mind, you know? And I think yeah. I think that's true of all relationships, you know? And I like that it carries across to traveling as well, because if you're with someone for that long all day, every day, <laughs> you know, you're going to need to be transparent. So I think you're, you're spot on there, spot on. Well, and yeah, the, the truth is, is, you know, the... Traveling, I honestly think, has made our relationship stronger because we've learned those things. We've learned how to communicate in those rough situations. Um, it's it's kind of just melted over into the rest of our life. And so, you know, any like you said, people do solo travel all the time, and I think that there is huge, huge perks to doing that. I've done solo travel myself, but if you have a partner do travel with them because it will make your relationship so much richer and stronger if you can get through those river rafting moments. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course. And if you can't, just stop rowing. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's all good. So um, when you are traveling with a partner and a time arises where you're, as you said, ticked off with each other, (laughs) what's the plan? What What do you do? Um, Well, again, you know, you you just hit the nail uh, right on the head. Don't let, you know, you said just don't let things get bottled up. And, you know, maybe I'm a little blunt sometimes, but I truly do think that if things do start to go south or do go awry to just immediately get on it and tell each other like, hey, I don't like what you're doing or, hey, let's relook at this. And I think just getting it before it unravels is one of the best keys. Nice. I love it. You know what? You've got the economical stuff. You've got a uh, you've got a new child that you're going to be traveling with and you've got all this traveling with a partner, how to make it work stuff. Man, you've got everything. I love it. I'd like to say so, but we all can grow. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. And I was just looking here. What is flyermiler.com? It looks interesting. Oh, yes. Well, like I said, we're travel hackers and my husband is, you know, if I can brag on him for a minute, a phenomenal computer programmer. And so many years ago when we first started this travel hacking thing, um, it's actually kind of confusing and hard at times to figure out, one of them being how to use the points that you've accumulated. And so we would spend hours scouring um, airline websites and award charts. And, you know, for people who aren't uh, familiar with frequent flyer miles, Award charts are basically how much does a flight cost in points. And each airline is different and every point 
might be a different value depending on the airline. And it would just take hours to figure out the best usage of our points. So Andy, being the um, <clears throat> computer nerd <clears throat> that he is, he went ahead and created this phenomenal website called the Flyer Miler, flyermiler.com. And basically, it takes all that guesswork out and you just type in, it's like a search engine, you type in where your um, origination is and your destination, and it gives you all the points options, how many points it takes to fly that route, um, you know, business class options, economy options, and basically it goes from being hours worth of work to a few minutes worth where you can use your points efficiently. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, you know what? I'm starting to feel a little bit sorry for Andy. He's he's not having a say in this. You've called him a computer nerd, right? You've said that he stranded you in Iceland. Give the guy a break. Jesus. You know what? I just got done. We have a great relationship. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to get him on the show so we can hear his side. You, you will. You know, and truly, he's he. I joke a lot about it, and he's a great trooper when I joke about it. And when it comes to our travel hacking and flyer miler and all those things, he is the brains behind it all. He's the one that started us on the travel hacking. And if it weren't for him, you know, we wouldn't have been able to have done a two-month backpacking trip through Asia or stayed in the most expensive Hyatt in the world. And, you know, I, I dig on him a lot, but really, he is the brains behind it all. And I, I do appreciate it. Sounds like you're digging yourself out of a hole here. <laughs> <laughs> the damage is done. Your words hurt. <laughs> Oh, no, I love it. I love it. So if you could leave our listeners with anything, what would you say to them? You know, I would probably say going on the travel hacking theme is that while travel can be expensive, you just have to be creative in ways to make it work. If travel is a priority, you'll learn to budget travel. You'll learn to travel hack. You'll learn, you know, the ins and outs, the freebies of cities. And if travel is a priority, you will make it work, uh, no matter how much money you have, big or small. And then to just enjoy the small moments, whether you are traveling solo or as a couple or as a group of friends, to not let those inconveniences get in the way of making memories. Nice. I like it. And listeners, if you do want to make it a little bit easier on yourselves to get around the whole money situation... Uh, Liana can be found at economicalexcursionists.com. Is that right? Yep. Perfect. Awesome. And uh, Twitter, I believe, is Econ Excursion. Exactly. Fantastic. And where else can people find you? Yeah. So if you're a travel hacker, then go ahead and check out flyermiler.com. And if you want to learn a little bit more about travel hacking, I actually have a free course. It's called Five Days to Free Travel. You can find it at Courses. Dot economical excursionist.com slash five days to free travel. So there I go with the long URLs again. So I'll say it again. That's courses.economicalexcursionist.com slash five days to free travel. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's five days of a mini course. And each day you get information on how to become a travel hacker. And, you know, I give one-on-one support through it. And Basically, you can end up learning how to travel for free like we have. That sounds awesome. One-on-one support as well. I think I'm going to have to go on that link and 
see what it's about. That sounds wicked. Yeah, check it out. Awesome. I will do. Well, thanks very much for coming on the show. I loved your story. I love chatting to you as well. It was fun. Yeah, it's always a fun time talking to a fellow traveler. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for your story. Great to talk to you. We shall have to do this again sometime with Andy as well. Oh, of course. We'll have to bring him in. <laughs> thanks so much, Hayden. It's been a blast. <laughs> no worries. You have a good one. You too. Thanks again to Leanna for a story. Thanks to you guys for joining us on her journey. Get in touch on Twitter at Travel Stories UK. Let me know what you think. If you enjoyed the show and you're on iTunes, please subscribe. Leave a little bit of a review there. Show notes for this episode can be found with the rest of them at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. And again, if you want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter, Travel Stories UK. This episode's question from me to you is, do you travel solo with a partner or with friends? and why. So thanks again. Join us next time for another immersive, inspiring, and international travel story. And remember, a journey is best measured in friends rather than in miles. Mm -hmm.